0: gentlemen welcome to episode 38 of he Book, She Book. i'm mike
1: and i'm becca and we had crown jewel finally happened this past thursday at noon i have no idea how i did it but i got through all of thursday with no spoilers and i'm pretty proud of myself i mean i watched it that night but i happened to not spoil anything and i'm really happy that it worked out that way
0: yeah i watched it live Mm -hmm. Uh, throughout the day with no volume on so silly it was i mean it was such a great pay-per-view to watch it was so good there were so many great matches and it was it might have been the best show of the year so far for wwe just because every match seemed to have like not only just a purpose and like a feud built around it which obviously helps Mm -hmm. but these guys just went out like it was wrestlemania
1: and they were all Lo- like, long matches for the most part. Like, even the the women's uh, crown, not king, what is it called? The, the queen's, queen's crown. crown. I will, I don't even have to figure it out it's, anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's not, done not now. your
0: fault. It's their fault <laughs> for calling it. Because we called it on commentary. They referred to it as, they almost said queen of the ring. Mm-hmm. Because that's the obvious yes. thing you should have called it. And then they're like, the queen's crown <laughs> tournament. Yeah,
1: we, none of us can get it. But even in that, one of our biggest things leading up to Crown Jewel was the fact that not only were those matches terrible, they yes. were like two minutes long. Mm-hmm. Even the finale match here, though it wasn't the best match, it was probably the worst match on the card. Maybe the shortest match on the card was still long. It was longer than all of the it rest was, of the tournament matches. Yeah, it was,
0: five-something. It was the longest match of the tournament. Yes,
1: for sure. And but they all it was just the not... whole Crown Jewel was great overall all of the matches were long in the best way not long and draining they were it was a very good pay-per-view
0: yeah and we kicked it off with i mean the most important match to me on the card mm-hmm. and that was seth rollins versus edge the end of our trilogy in a hell in a cell match to open up crown jewel with yeah a hell in a cell was such a, a strong move just to get i mean you're trying to attract as many viewers as you can with that opening match. Oh, yeah. And especially on a show that, again, was at noon mm-hmm. for, you know, if you're Eastern time, I guess 9 a.m. Yes. If you're on the Pacific Coast. it's It was crazy to envision how they were going to kind of make this card flow well and get those viewers in it first. But, I mean, if you saw on Twitter, like, they're opening with Edge and Seth. You're trying to figure out a way to watch the show live. For sure. And you sure. can with your phone streaming it. But I mean it was such a strong opener and it was a hard act to follow and the fact that it went on first was I mean, it was a fantastic match.
1: It was so good. There is not one part of this match that disappoint like that was disappointing, and we know this with Seth Seth and Edge. Neither of them are going to be disappointing in a match, but we do have this hell in the cell problem that happened last time at saudi arabia with seth that was still kind of like lingering like is it going to be the same is it going to be a redemption and listen edge won this match but seth was redeemed in this match in this hell in the cell it was a beautiful it was a perfect match
0: yes seth talked about it on the stone cold podcast that or it was like the broken skull sessions Mm -hmm. on on, uh, peacock with stone cold that like that match was just an abomination and he knows it that match with the Everybody theme at it. Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia a couple years ago, and Seth a hundred percent went into this match thinking I need to go out there and exercise those demons mm-hmm. from that match and how garbage that was. And they may have had the best match of the year on the WWE side, just because I mean it was everything. It was you everything. Had a personal feud. You had it was the third. Each guy has their own win. Mm-hmm. They brought out tables. They brought out chains. They brought out chairs. They brought out everything. All of it. And. The fact that they actually went with Edge Mm -hmm. getting the win was surprising to me. There was a couple surprising winners on this card that Mm -hmm. I did not see coming. Uh, But, I mean, again, you can't go wrong with either one. Like, Seth doesn't look bad losing to Edge because he's Edge. Right. And the fact that it was so personal and Seth's the one that made it personal, it makes perfect sense to go with the baby face and have Edge win that match. But, I mean, I hope they leave it alone. And we just move on. But they are on the same brand again. They
1: both got directed to the same brand. So let's take a little break and then maybe they can come back. A year from now, a few months from now, even I don't think that they should go right back into it. I don't think we're going to be missing Seth for a while. Like, had Edge lost, I think we wouldn't have seen him for a while. We, it would have been yes. a few months Easy before we saw Edge. Yes, I don't think that's going to be the case with Seth. I think we're going to see Seth on Monday night, and I think we're going to just keep on keeping on. But I don't think that Edge and Seth are going to continue.
0: Well, my predict- for a little bit at least. My prediction that I made last week was that this has to be it. Yes. And that Seth moves on to Big E because Big Mm -hmm. E does not have any challengers. Yeah. There's nobody on the Raw side that you'd think would feasibly take on Big E. It can't be Edge because it's not going to mesh well, the face-versus-face for a a championship. would be a good one. I mean, Big E and and Drew McIntyre also had a fantastic match, which we'll get to in a second. Mm -hmm. But Big E needs those challengers, and he needs guys that he can go with. And Seth is, if not one of the best in the world, he is the best in the world. For sure. And he'll make Big E look incredible, as if Big E needs any help doing that. He doesn't. But that's what I predict next for Seth. I have no idea what's next for Edge.
1: No idea. That's why I was kind of shocked that he won this match. But at the same point, I'm happy that he won this match.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a good... Because if you just keep having Edge lose these big feuds and these big matches, it just it, it starts to take away from that like aura. Yeah. But the fact that he got this win and, I mean, on a big show... The end of the feud he's the one that puts the final say here, mm-hmm. and he does so with a stomp, yeah, like I don't remember the last time somebody actually finished a match with the other guy's finish, mm-hmm. but the fact that it was edge defeating Seth a dream feud from you know what, seven years ago yes, just a, a feud that we never thought we were going to got lived up never thought we were going to get lived <laughs> up to every expectation, blew every expectation away, and yeah, I hope they just leave it as is. I don't know what's next for Edge. I hope Biggie is next for Seth, but we have more that we have to get to on this Crown Jewel card.
1: So, next up, we have Mansoor versus Ali, and they're out here making history. And it was a good match. Ali ends up attacking Mansoor after Mansoor wins. And out of nowhere comes out this guy that, like, nobody knows who it is, and the crowd doesn't really know who he is, and he's walking to the ring, and even Ali is like, who is this? And then all of a sudden, it's the Olympic silver medalist from Saudi Arabia, and as soon as he showed his face, the crowd went apeshit. Everybody knew who he was, and he just kicked Ali clean out and helped Mansoor up, and it was a very cute, like, hometown moment.
0: Yeah, it's like... So, I, as I mentioned, I watched this show on mute, okay? I watched some of it, like, later on, like, just rewatch. But I watched this moment, and, I like, this guy is coming out, and he's completely covered up. We have no idea who it is. And, like, I can see when he takes, like, the face covering off that the crowd goes nuts. So I'm like, all right, this is some hometown mm-hmm. guy. And I had no idea who it was. It was, like, he a guy from Saudi Arabia that won a silver medal and something, the crowd pops. It was a nice, again, it was a nice hometown yes. moment that nobody else knew what the hell was going on, but mm-hmm. it was nice for the crowd. And Mansoor remains undefeated at in Saudi Arabia at these Crown Jewel Saudi Arabia yeah, shows. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. And he was introduced to us in Saudi Arabia. He, yeah. like, he did his first ever WWE tryout in Saudi Arabia at the first Crown Jewel, and that's cool. And now he's out here just kind of making a little name for himself i like mansoor yeah he's there's, really there's good something
0: about him that like he's got this charisma and he's got some i don't know what it is but i think they do have something with him and mustafa ali was a great um guy for him to work with
1: i agree with that i wish that they we've already said this how we really like them as a tag team and we wish that they would have I done something. I wish they
0: would still, like, go back to being a tag yeah. team.
1: Like, all right, you guys had your little beef in Crown Jewel. Now come back and be, be a tag team again. Because they were good together, and yeah. I liked that. But I did like that they were able to go against each other and have this moment in Crown Jewel. And i like to see what's next for them. Because as of right now, it doesn't look like they're going to go back to a tag team. So I am curious to see where it's going to go. Are we going to keep feuding them, or are we going to put them back together? We're gonna tag team them with somebody else.
0: I don't know. There's a lot of things that they can do, but I, I just, I'm more curious what they're gonna do with Mansour because I feel like Ali is at a stage where he's kind of in this. Him and Ricochet are yeah. like the same kind of like. There's like a couple weeks you'll see him in a row, and you're like, oh, they're actually doing something with him. Then they're not doing mm-hmm. anything with them. Uh, he had that weird um, faction with T Bar and Mace that like didn't really work out. That kind of all just. There's there's something there with Ali that they just can't figure out. And I don't think it's gonna be as hard with Mansoor because he's such a natural babyface. Yeah. He's a guy that you just want to cheer for. And I think that you can put him in a mid card feud and get the fans behind him like for a United States title or an intercontinental title. But yeah, Big Money Manny is now what, like four <laughs> and in Saudi Arabia? It's gonna be I hope they build that as a thing that like for the next Saudi Arabia pay per view that like nobody's beaten this guy. In Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like, make it a thing. Make it something that some other heel can attain and, and be the first guy to beat Mansoor in Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't even want them to do that anytime soon. Give him no, a few still, years yeah. of being undefeated. Keep
0: it going. And but eventually e- build somebody that is heelish enough yes. and has enough potential to, like, be the guy. Because whoever beats Mansoor is going to get booed hardcore for sure in Saudi Arabia.
1: Unless it's another guy that we find in Saudi Arabia. you know where it's like where then it's like hometown versus hometown and then people are going to be happy with either ending Eh. but i don't think that they would do that it would have to be just a crazy heel and then versus this baby face in his hometown and we'll see where it goes but i think it should be a few years before that even happens i think they should keep giving it to him let him have this this undefeated reign
0: for a little bit i mean they have like seven or eight more years on this saudi arabia deal where they're just going to keep doing these shows so, i mean they're going there yeah they're going to keep going mm-hmm. and they'll have Mansour for as long as i don't know but it, it's going to be there's something there it's just a matter of like what you do outside of saudi arabia with him because i feel like every, he kind of just disappears yeah but i mean we also had the entrance of the year
1: <laughs> for sure for sure.
0: When AJ Ono Mas took on the reigning Raw Tag Team Champions, Team RK Bro, and Matt Riddle rode a camel to the ring. And I'm yeah. not joking. It sounds absolutely astonishing. He was to say, on a fucking camel. But he was on a camel, just singing his heart out. Just. What a life this man lives.
1: I recommend everybody just look up RK-Bro entrance at Crown Jewel 2021. Just the it's
0: sheer disgust fantastic. from Randy Orton. Oh my God, it was so good. With how much Riddle was, at, like, just entertained by himself. It was so himself. good.
1: It was so good.
0: The only thing that would have made it better was if they had Randy also on a camel, but, like, he's pissed about it. Yeah. And he's, like, the whole time, like, just freak But, like, it was just so funny to watch him. Like, you can just see the happiness and joy in Riddle's face on this camel. And Randy just being like this, like why am I with this guy?
1: Oh, so good! It was. I love it so much. I love RK Bro. They retain their championships here. I'm so happy about that. I did not want OJ and OJ. OJ. Yeah,
0: that's
1: a good team name. <laughs> that's what their team name should OJ. be. OJ Styles. I did not want AJ and Omas to win. I wanted RK Bro to win. RK Bro wins. It was just. It was all around great. They brought the comedy. They brought the seriousness to it. And then we line up the not Queen of the Ring, the Queen's Crown Tournament, the finals. Uh, We had Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop which was a disappointment <laughs> <laughs> all around um, because as we've known for the last, I don't know, two months, I've wanted Shayna Baszler to win this and she was knocked out before the finals even got here. So I was not happy going into this. I Honestly, I was disappointed with the whole thing, with the name of the tournament, the brackets, the finals, the winner. The winner was Zelina Vega and out of the two, I'm not mad about it, but I wanted it to be Shayna.
0: Yeah, it can't be stated enough how shit this tournament was. Yeah. And how little effort WWE made to make it even the slightest bit important.
1: But like, what do I call Zelina Vega now?
0: Queen Zelina Vega. Uh,
1: yes. But when I say Zelina Vega or I'm sure is the have first something ever, ever, yeah. Queen's crown?
0: Or like La Reina maybe?
1: Like, what, what do I What do I call this? Like, it's she's not the first ever queen of the ring. She's the first ever queen's, queen's crown, crown tournament winner. Tournament it's definitely winner. clunkier. Yeah.
0: So big thanks to whoever decided on that tournament name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, this mat, this tournament was just garbage from top to bottom. And I think it's she's not going on... to be
1: a fun queen. I, oh, I have to Oh, she'll be a fantastic that. queen. I yeah, think I think she she's was, going she to be ended fun. ended
0: up being a great choice uh-huh. to win. I did end up picking her. Uh, Before the show started, just because I mean, of the two, I would think Zelina Vega would be a more entertaining queen. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this tournament was just, and it's nothing on the women that were in the tournament. It's not their fault that they got three minutes, four minutes, Mm -hmm. five minutes in these matches, and it was just some
1: bullshit. It
0: was, but it wasn't their fault. Hot garbage of a tournament, and to me, it felt a little bit weird that we talked about this a few weeks ago when they had the Madison Square Garden show Mm -hmm. in new york on was it on 9-11 or around 9-11
1: or the night before 9-11 or something
0: angelina vega's father passed away in Mm 9-11 and she had um like she was reading the names off like in new york of all the uh, men and women that died and we all figured like oh you're gonna put her on this show right the obvious choice Mm -hmm. big crowd reaction you're gonna get something for her they didn't even put her on the show
1: It doesn't make any sense. She's also from New York.
0: Yes, it got a ton of heat online that they didn't put her on this show. And this felt like a makeup. Yes. And it was just like, if it's not, if it's just like they're just giving her it because she's talented, which she is. She's entertaining, which she is. But it just, it felt really weird that all of a sudden this this woman that couldn't buy a victory for like two years got Mm -hmm. released, gets hired back, can't even find time on the show for her. And all of a sudden, she's she wins the first ever Queen's Crown Tournament. It just felt weird. I'm happy for her because it gives her something. And it gives them a reason to put her on TV. It gives her a gimmick. But I don't know. It just The whole tournament was just hollow. It just felt silly.
1: They could have. It could have been. It was doing it for been, the sake of doing it. Yes. And it could have been amazing. Could have been.
0: They have a ton of women on that roster they that could have made a great so show. So
1: much talent in the women's division, it could have been. Honestly, we could just be annoyed because it's not called the Queen of the Ring. That started this process of just slowly going downhill.
0: Yeah, it's it just started from that moment. Of yes. like, this is the Queen's Crown Tournament. It's like, oh, okay, this is this yeah. is dumb. Yeah, okay, this we're already
1: mad, and, and then you we saw even the brackets, it. Then mm-hmm. it was like,
0: this is still dumb. And then it's, yeah, I mean, I thought of it the other day. I, I we talked about this that. Like, maybe they'll have a Queen of the Ring tournament and just kind of will forget about this Queen's Crown thing. Because it was yeah. so bad that, like, you could literally just next year be like, all right, we're going to have the first ever Queen of the Ring tournament, yeah. and then knowing WWE, we just all have to forget that the Queen's mm-hmm. Crown tournament ever happened. Yeah,
1: we do this in WWE. We just forget about bad things that happen, and we just yeah. keep on keeping on.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised if we do this. Uh, but good for Zelina. Happy for her. I think she'll make a great queen. It's a fun gimmick for her. And it was an okay match.
1: hmm It gave us a, like... It wasn't very long. It was no. probably the shortest match on the card. Yes, uh, it, Like we said, though, it was longer than the rest of the matches in the tournament, but it gave us a nice little bit of a break before we had Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg, which was a was a no-holds-barred match. And then by the time the match got started, it was a Falls Count Anywhere
0: match. Yeah, so like a couple hours before the show starts, mm-hmm. they announced that Goldberg and Bobby Lashley is not only no-holds-barred, but it's now Falls Count Anywhere, mm-hmm. which we learned why. Because of the finish. Yes. But then we also found out that, like, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar is going to be no disqualifications or something. Yeah. They changed they the simulations of things. two matches, like, mm-hmm. the hours before the show started. Uh, but, yeah, Bobby Lashley and Goldberg, one of the best Goldberg matches we've had since he's been back.
1: For sure. And uh, the Hurt Business comes out at some point. Oh, that but was bad. That it, was dumb yeah, looking. It doesn't matter because Goldberg handled them within seconds, yeah. which made them look
0: Awful. The whole thing was awful because it was like it, so Goldberg and Bobby Lashley beat the shit out of each other. Yes. This was a, a pretty long match for yeah. a Goldberg. Match.
1: I was shocked that it was as long as it was because, like, Go, Goldberg is not in his prime. No. Bobby Lashley is in his yeah, prime. He is. And Bobby Lashley can hold out for a while, but I was, like, worried about Goldberg and Goldberg did not let down in this match.
0: Yeah, this one spot where the hurt business comes out, like, Goldberg is just stalking Bobby Lashley on mm-hmm. the entrance, which is huge. Yes. And then all of a sudden the Hurt Business is out here, and they have kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they go to hit Goldberg, and when I tell you that this was the one of just the worst and fakest-looking attacks that I've seen in a while... Like, Cedric Alexander comes up and just holds the kendo stick up above his head for, like, a solid three seconds before Goldberg reacts yeah. and, like, takes him out. It was just—it all looked so clunky and bad. But we did have a dope finish to this match that I would have never guessed in a million years. No. The
1: whole—everything about the ending of this match, I, it up, I could not no. have guessed it if my life depended on it. I would not have at all assumed Goldberg was going to win this match.
0: And not only is he going to win this match— He's going to spear Bobby Lashley off of the stage through tables, a spot that I don't think I've ever seen Goldberg, at least in the last 20 years, jump off of a top rope. No. He speared this man off of a stage. Off which, of the stage. Hilariously, Corey Graves was like, that's got to be 15 feet. It was it like six, guys. Yeah, six, It seven was basically feet. the height of Goldberg. But either way, the Crazy. guy's 55 years old. It's a hell of a bump to take, and he gets the win with it.
1: Yeah, and he got up
0: quick. And he got up quick, and he... Yeah, he gets the win, which, okay, whatever. Yeah. It was, I really wanted Bobby to win. I thought he should have won. It was fine for what it was. but It was, again, the same thing, the same reasoning that Edge won. Mm-hmm. It was like the, somebody made it personal. The heel made it personal. The baby face is going to go over. Mm-hmm. And Goldberg goes over, and this man promised to murder Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. Doubled down on it. Oh, yeah. Okay, on Raw, when Bobby Lashley was like, how dare you threaten murder? Like, I could have you convicted, which I thought was hilarious. Bobby Bobby Lashley
1: is such a little whiner. He's such a baby.
0: I know, but it's so so funny because he's so so big and can back it up so easy. But, like, Bobby Lashley got up within, like, two minutes and walked away.
1: No man was killed in the making of this match.
0: No, not even close. Like, the fact, I was so, it was weird, it was, like, jarring to me that, while Goldberg is, like, flexing and posing and, like, telling the camera that you don't mess with my family because I'm Goldberg, like, Bobby Lashley's in the background just walking yes. away.
1: Bobby Lashley should have stayed on the ground until Goldberg went through yeah, the entrance again. it was again.
0: weird because, like, you could tell Goldberg can obviously see Bobby Lashley walk yeah. away. I'm like, oh, okay, Goldberg's going to go over and he's going to murder Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. No, we moved on. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, we gave him the win. It's not a murder, which obviously, but... Yeah, Bobby Lashley literally walked away from this match.
1: Yeah, not murdered. And we then moved on to the finals of the King of the Ring tournament, where we had Xavier Woods versus Finn Balor, and we got King Woods out of this. We
0: got a great match between these two guys.
1: Loved everything about it, every single thing about it.
0: Great false finishes, plenty of moments where we thought they weren't going to do it. I, there was a moment that B- B- Bauer had kicked uh, Xavier Woods into the corner. He's going for the coup de grace. Mm-hmm. Xavier Woods moves, and he ends up hitting his finish. And the fact that that referee's hand hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And I watched this one with sound, live, right? It was just such a joy to see Xavier Woods' reaction. All of it. It was it, like, beautiful. It's, it's those moments in wrestling that are real.
1: Yeah. He's wanted this since he was a kid.
0: This guy's dream, this grown man's dream as a child, Mm -hmm. was to be the King of the Ring when the tournament was actually meaningful. Yes. And for him to start this online, like, basically petition.
1: Like, two years ago, To not only get this
0: King of the Ring tournament back, but to win it. And they do bring it back, and they put him in the tournament, and he wins the Mm -hmm. tournament. It was beautiful. On a pay-per-view. Against a real opponent, a former Universal Champion, one of the best in the world, Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Xavier Woods has never, to this time, like to the. He had never won a pay per view match. No. In a one on one match. That's insane. That Xavier Woods, has, his entire time in WWE, had never won a single singles match on a pay per view. He gets his first one here over Finn Balor for the King of the Ring, and the boyhood dream comes true.
1: It was amazing. All of it was so good. It was everything we wanted. It was everything he wanted. It was everything that the
0: WWE Universe wanted. And not even just the WWE Universe. No. Because plenty of people on Twitter from AEW were talking Sean Spears and Dax Harwood. Like, people are tweeting. Alistair Black tweeted. Like, it, it, everybody, everybody has so much love for Xavier Woods for what he does and what he represents. And I still for,
1: think Alistair Black's crown tweet was more for his wife, Zelina Vega, than it was for Biggie. But no, I want to think. Or not Biggie, I'm sorry, it, for Xavier. He knows
0: that tournament was shit. <laughs> 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 to me, Alistair Black, Malachi Black knows that tournament was shit. And he was just like, congrats to Woods on winning that because he won it. Like, Zelina Vega doesn't. I'm sure she doesn't care about the Queen's Crown tournament. No, she no was probably
1: to. just as excited for. Xavier as everybody else was like everybody was we're everybody's so happy for him I'm so happy for him as if I know him on a personal level like it it was just a beautiful moment
0: like you had Cesaro tweeting about it you had Adam Cole tweeting about it Tyler Breeze tweeting about it and like it's just one of those moments where and Sean Spears put it the best right it's just it's these moments that make it that make pro wrestling great yeah it's like, you can, you can sit through absolute garbage for weeks on end, but like these moments where Xavier Woods wins the tournament, and his reaction is so real, it mm-hmm. makes it worth sitting through some of this garbage. Oh, yeah. And for him to now finally get his own accolade that is only his, he had nothing else. All, oh. all he had on his resume, which is plenty, by the way, is a ton of tag team championship wins mm-hmm. with the New Day. That was it. He now has his own thing that he is is the king of the ring. No other New Day member did that. No, And it solidifies to me, this is my opinion, which will not be agreed upon by many, I think the New Day is the best faction that WWE has ever had. Because the individual accomplishments at this point are Mm -hmm. indisputable. Kofi Kingston, WWE champion. Big E, WWE champion. Xavier Woods, king of the ring winner. So many title wins. Intercontinental win. Intercontinental championship wins. Tag team championship wins. You can't, like, their resume stacks up against anybody's. They're amazing. Like, not just, I'm not, and I'm not talking tag teams because they did, I think uh, Fox on Twitter did that whole best tag teams ever in WWE history. Mm-hmm.
1: I know. And when we talked about this, you were like, no, 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 I need time to think about this. Yes. I can't and figure this thing. out right now. But, but, yeah, I do not not just tag agree, team.
0: I do not agree that the New Day is the best tag team.
1: No, but Fraction, they are. I
0: agree that they are. I'm saying that they are the best faction, faction. that the WWE has had probably ever. Mm-hmm. I'd put them ahead of Degeneration X. That's crazy. I do. Because Billy Gunn never accomplished anything really uh, yeah. individually. You're Same not thing with wrong. Roebuck. Same thing with X-Pac. Like, they had two Hall of Fame guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but And, like, New Age Outlaws, you know, they'll go in the Hall of Fame by themselves as well. But... To me, just for what they've been over the last like ten years, yeah, the
1: new day one hundred percent Hall of Famers.
0: Oh, I'll there's a zero easily.
1: doubt in my mind that they will end up in the Hall of Fame.
0: And Woods put his whole career on the line, basically, mm-hmm. with the premise that he could get Kofi Kingston booed at a time where Kofi Kingston was one of the like hottest baby faces, and so many people were telling Kofi that you shouldn't even try with these guys. Big Show being like one of the guys that has come out and said that he told Kofi that like. Being in the new day was a mistake, and that he shouldn't do this. And Big Show has since like regretted that statement mm-hmm. and eaten his own words. But for Woods to have started this, and now he gets, he finally gets his own win here. It was just one of those moments that makes it all worth it.
1: Yeah, it all came full circle, and it was beautiful knowing that it's something that he has wanted since he was a kid before he even entered the wrestling world.
0: And this his son got to watch it.
1: Yes.
0: His son got to watch his dad become the king of the ring. Mm-hmm. And it was just, yeah, it was just a beautiful moment. Finn did not need this. It does not hurt Finn to lose this.
1: No, and we were talking about this when I was watching it because he had already watched it. He already knew who the outcome, like who the winner was. And I...
0: I did not spoil it. You did
1: not spoil it for me, even though at one point I did just tell you to tell me because I couldn't take it anymore. But it, it was a beautiful moment that was not spoiled for me. And it was perfect in every way. And halfway through it, I'm going... I even think Finn would give this to Xavier. I don't think we, yeah, Finn yeah, we had the same wants conversation. This. <laughs>
0: like Finn Balor should be like I don't want to win yes, this.
1: Yes, like I think everybody It would be a
0: burden for Finn to be king. Yeah,
1: but I think any everybody in that bracket looked around at each other and went, "Oh, Xavier should be the one to become the king out of us."
0: Yes, I I brought that up um to you while we like after the match had happened mm-hmm. but, like years ago when Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania in a ladder match. It came out like years later that all the guys were told in that match, you pick the winner, because whoever wins is going to lose the next night to The Miz. Right. And they all chose Zack Ryder to win that. Beautiful. I could see the same exact scenario of Vince McMahon being like, you guys are the ones that are in it, you pick who wins it, because yeah. it doesn't really matter.
1: And all of them looked to their left, looked to their right, saw Xavier Woods and went, him. Yeah. He win And he, he should gets win his it.
0: coronation on SmackDown. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I wish Big E could have been a part of it so stupid and it was, that he wasn't and like they didn't even interact like biggie's match with drew mcintyre was next
1: i was so mad about and we, that
0: and we got no interaction between woods and biggie I, it's like they're trying to erase that biggie was a part of the new day
1: yeah and i hate that we did kofi posted his like live reaction awesome. yeah beautiful moment even though we didn't get to see Xavier Woods and Big E interact, we know that they did. Of course. And the fact that Big E and Drew McIntyre were the very next match, to me, means that Xavier Woods walked back through that curtain and Big E was the first person he saw.
0: They probably hugged. It was
1: probably beautiful.
0: I can't wait was, for the... the Yes, the WWE like 24 yes, kind of... the 24 yeah. to
1: come out for it. I can't wait for that because we're going to see that moment and it's going to be beautiful. And... it it all around we need
0: we need a 24 of xavier woods going into that match and coming out of that match it was fantastic and the only gripe we have is that wwe is really pushing this king xavier shit Yes, as if it's not Um, king woods i'm sorry
1: it's king woods and And, even
0: kofi yeah
1: even in kofi's like reaction he was like get it right get it right well even
0: on smackdown like they said like hail king xavier and Eventually, Kofi was like, Hail King Woods.
1: Started a Hail King Woods chant. We'll yeah. get to SmackDown, but it, it was great. Big E and Drew McIntyre, like we said, were next. Another banger of a match. These two put on a great show. You know what this was? Yes, I do.
0: This was big, meaty men slapping meat. It was everything Big E has ever wanted. And it was a banger of a match. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre and Big E worked really well together. They did. They did and this was this was Drew McIntyre's swan song on Raw because mm-hmm. he's going to smackdown and we assume he'll probably challenge Roman eventually and it doesn't hurt Drew McIntyre to lose this match no but it it definitely helps Big E mm-hmm. that's a big win for him yeah big E wins this match over Drew McIntyre a hard fought match a clean victory and I mean, it was two baby faces, so there was. It's tough to get that, like, heat and try to get that reaction. The crowd loved it. And I mean, there wasn't really much to say about the match, though. No, it was, it was just, a really it, good match. It was match. what it was. It yeah. was great. Biggie gets his win. And then we move on to Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And another just great match.
1: Yeah, fantastic. I love all of the women in this match. I already made it a point to say I I really wouldn't care who won this match one way or the other. Any of them are great champions. I usually always pick Becky Lynch to win this match. I picked Sasha Banks to win this match because it only seemed right considering this was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, We're going to get into this later. Yeah, I thought, you know, maybe the only woman that was drafted to SmackDown in this match would have won, but that's not the case. Becky Lynch retained I wasn't mad. It's Becky Lynch. She kept her belt. I'm happy about it. We'll get into that because there like, is some
0: drama around yeah. that. So it it was like Becky won with like a roll up. Basically, yes. it was, was a very of...
1: quick roll up yeah. after after a good match, though. Yeah,
0: great match. These women all did very well together. B- Bianca had some awesome spots. Uh, she just she like always one arm pressed Sasha Banks at one point. It looked fantastic, and I mean, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into this title picture of Raw and SmackDown women a little bit later on. Because, good lord, what's going on? So stay tuned. (laughs) Um, We're going to move on because Becky Lynch does get the win here, and she is your SmackDown Women's Champion, even though she's on Raw. Charlotte is your Raw Women's Champion, even though they're on SmackDown. And then the SmackDown champion, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, gets to defend his championship again Mm -hmm. against Brock Lesnar, And Roman Reigns is over 400 days into his reign. Yeah, it's crazy. And Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns have fought time and time again. A tale as old as time. And Roman Reigns does it again. It's
1: so crazy to me that Roman Reigns got this win. I really thought that they were going to give it to Brock here because it was like, if Brock can't beat Roman, who can? Which I think we're, we're going to line Drew McIntyre up for that spot. But... Brock Lesnar at one point I don't remember who did it but at one point the ref gets knocked out and Brock does pin Roman but it doesn't matter because the ref is knocked out so nobody's there to count so then the so Brock being the big horrifying man that he is gets angry and he starts attacking the ref afterwards and now it, it just turned into like a mess and everybody's down there's no ref Paul Heyman throws the belt in the ring in the middle of them and then goes, you know what to do, and Brock goes for the title, Roman goes for the title, it becomes a whole thing, the Usos come out and super kick Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns still gets this win.
0: I'll tell you what, so we talked about a few months ago, or no, maybe may not even that long ago, when the Young Bucks went against the Lucha Brothers in, this, in the Steel Cage match Yes. for the AEW Tag Championships, and Brandon Cutler... Threw this. Yes, the, shoe. the bag
1: or yeah. the shoe. Mm-hmm.
0: He threw the bag with like the thumbtack shoe mm-hmm. into the cage. And I said it was one of the greatest throws in professional wrestling yes. history. Because it was. Mm-hmm. I will watch that clip back and be like, it's amazing that he got that on the first try. Paul Heyman could not have placed that title better on that throw.
1: It was perfectly in the middle of them.
0: It was unreal. Mm-hmm. The fact that like it went so perfectly in the middle. Because mm-hmm. if he throws that a little bit to the right, It's in Roman's hands. If there's a little bit to the left, it's in Brock's hand. Either way, it completely destroys the illusion that like we don't know who he's helping.
1: Yeah. So he threw it right in the middle, and we still don't know who he's helping.
0: Right in the middle, and yeah, Roman gets this win, and Paul Heyman, as he spoiled for us, he walks out with the Universal Mm -hmm. Champion, and he still kind of looked iffy when he was leaving. He was looking at Brock like, "I don't, uh, I'm with this guy."
1: It's, I still, I, I will die on this saying that I believe Paul Heyman will always be working for Brock Lesnar. I do not think otherwise. Now, this match was about 10 minutes long, and I was a little bit surprised that it wasn't a longer match, but even in that time frame, we got everything we needed. It was amazing. It was a great match, and I mean, Roman retained, and that's really, that was how they closed out Crown Jewel. Now we already said this. Crown Jewel, probably the best pay-per-view of the year. And it's October.
0: Yeah, I mean if if it's not if it's not one of the best, it is the best. Yes. Top to bottom, fantastic show. Um and it, it it was just a matter of look what happens when we build feuds. Mm-hmm. And we actually have like these marquee names to go against one another, and great workers having just time to work and it, it was exactly what it should have been. Right. And just top to bottom, great pay-per-view. And it left a lot in terms of, like, what's going on next. Mm-hmm. It leaves us with a lot of questions, and I don't know which one you want to tackle first, but there were a lot of things that happened this week that lead to a lot more questions.
1: I think that we need to jump right into NXT... Get that out of the way, and then we'll go into SmackDown, because I'm going to tell you guys right now, SmackDown's going to take a minute for us to go over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Well, Halloween Havoc is coming up.
1: I'm very excited. That is next week, the 26th of October, Tuesday. It's going to be great. They have a lot of good matches lined up. This week, we had a few matches that were kind of getting us ready for those matches next week. Uh, we had Carmelo come out and say how the North American title is the best title. It's an A-belt, and he's the best of the best, even though, um, I'm sorry, but Tomasa Tampa is the best of the best right now. Yeah. But whatever. Johnny Gargano interrupts him. Johnny challenges him to a title match, and for some reason, they say that he needs to keep an eye on his daughter, and then they're like, because, you know, Indies all up in Carmelo's DMs. And Johnny's like, yeah, I'll keep an eye on my daughter, but there's my son-in-law. And out of nowhere, Dexter's right behind them. Johnny and Dexter stand tall here.
0: Yeah, I think we're getting back the rebel heart Bring
1: him back!
0: And, I mean, it's been a while, because Johnny came out and he said that, you know, Austin's on Raw. Mm -hmm. And Austin's thriving on Raw. And Indy's married and his wife's at home pregnant and he's lost his way. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Right? And, he has been a multiple time north american champion and he'll make a great feud for carmelo hayes who won this championship last week by cashing in his like title shot against swerve scott who is now on smackdown with hit row we'll get to them a little bit later but yeah we're setting up johnny gargano versus carmelo hayes we're also setting up the match that i'm most excited about because whenever there's a ladder match yeah you it, can you can just catch me on the couch it's going to be ready. so good you have Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, your NXT Tag Team Champions, versus Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell, and the Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, in a Scareway to Hell Ladder Match. Mm-hmm. Scareway, guys, because it's almost Halloween. It's Halloween, have it, get it. Scares, scares. So <laughs> this match is going to be great for a lot of reasons. One, it's a ladder match; they're always great. And the fact that Io Shirai is in this ladder match yes. I'm concerned for her health. Me too. But I am very excited to watch this. I think it is if it if there hasn't been a better time to take these titles off of Io and Zoe, just do it now. Yeah. Please get these titles off of them. They are anchors to Io, and she needs to be on the main roster. I agree with this. Just yesterday. hmm. The fact she, she should wasn't have drafted been drafted is yeah. insanity. I agree. But get these anchors off of EO and Zoe, put them both on SmackDown or Raw, whatever. Even keep them as a tag team. I don't care. But what I want is for the Toxic Attraction to win. I want Gigi Dolan and JC Jane to get this win, take the NXT Tag Team Championships, and you know what I'm going to say next. Mm -hmm. Because also on that same card is Raquel Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose. And there has not been a bigger supporter of Raquel Gonzalez than this guy. Yeah,
1: unless you find out that you're also a bigger supporter of Mandy Rose, then Raquel Gonzalez kind of falls
0: to the wayside there. Sorry, Raquel. (laughs) I've jumped off of the Raquel Gonzalez train. Yes. I am firmly on the Mandy Rose train. I'm driving it, in fact. (laughs) Put the belts all on Toxic Attraction. Yeah. And just just leave us alone for the next couple months.
1: It would be a fun Halloween Havoc. I love Halloween Havoc because Havoc is what happens. It's going to be awesome. We are also going to get Tommaso Ciampa Champa versus Braun Breaker,
0: Braun Steiner.
1: Yes, I I'm trying very hard to say Breaker here, and it's just it's not working. It doesn't sound right.
0: Stupid name. (laughs) I hate it so much that we can't just call this man a Steiner. He used the Steiner recliner on NXT this past week, and they're like, it's the recliner. God damn it. Like, I just, I, it's so annoying to me. And, like, I also noticed that, like, Braun Breaker has this, like, 90s tribal tattoo, which I don't understand because he's not old enough to even, was he even, like, he was born, like, late 90s. It's weird that he has this tattoo. But that's just a random, Yeah, that's you know,
1: such a aside.
0: <laughs> I think I would put the title on Braun. I would change his name.
1: I like but that. But I would also
0: put the title on him.
1: I like that Champa was the first champion as this new NXT 2.0 got off the ground. I do like that the, the title went back to him. I'm okay with him losing the title. Sure. Like he can lose it to Breaker. I I think that he was the best person to have the title going into this new 2.0. I think that from here he can lose it Halloween Havoc. We can build up Ron Breaker. He's going to be somebody. He yes. already is and he, he, it's going to be awesome. He is going to be a good face for NXT. And we'll see how that goes. I'm very excited for Halloween Havoc. I know we haven't talked a lot about NXT the last few weeks because of all the craziness that's been happening in the wrestling world and all of the different schedules that have been throwing us off. I know,
0: off. so many weird schedule changes.
1: So luckily, we're back to AEW on Wednesdays next week, and we will have Halloween Havoc next week, and we'll have a lot to talk about with NXT next week. But for now, we're going to get into SmackDown, where we also have a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah, we had the coronation of King Woods, which we talked about. Beautiful. Just a beautiful moment. Kofi just proclaims this man as your king. And it's just, again, it was just a nice moment. And I was so worried about, like, who's going to be the one that interrupts this? Yeah. Because you can't have a coronation without an interruption. Yeah. Nobody interrupted. Nobody this. interrupted it. It was just a nice segment.
1: <laughs> I, that's another thing. Like I feel like if Vince was like, "Hey, so and so, we're gonna have you interrupt this," I feel like they, like even if he walked up to Finn and was like, "We're gonna have you interrupt this because you're who lost to him," well, I, was I feel like, like
0: Finn or Corbin or somebody. But I feel to come like any, any of
1: those guys would have turned around and been like, "No, no." He deserves this moment. This is his moment. And you know what? He got you deserve it chance. And then he turned around and said, I never got that before. He didn't. And it was so genuine, yeah. like I don't he was I don't think that was supposed to come out of his mouth. Like he that was just a an out loud thought. And it was sad but perfect and I don't know. Like, he keeps referring to the WWE universe as his kingdom, and I love that. I'm getting behind that.
0: I need um, King Woods to be insufferable.
1: Yes, yes. I need
0: him to just, like, all the heel gimmicks that we've been just, like, subjected to for these, like, King of the Ring winners, whether it was King Barrett or King Corbin or King Sheamus, they've all just been so annoying. I want this to be the good kind of annoying, where King Woods truly acts like he is the king of yes. WWE. And like is trying to make matches, is trying to make segments, is trying to like I want him to never let us forget that he is the king. And just go full over the top, be DeKang, be Love it. just everything. I mean, I'm sure he has ideas. He's been waiting for this moment well, for 30 he, years. He's
1: been DeKang on Up Up Down Down for yes. all of Uno and
0: Like bring DeKang yes. to WWE Television. And like listen, if ridiculous. you don't
1: know what we're talking about, go watch Uno on the Up Up Down Down channel. You'll appreciate it. But amazing. All around amazing. And then we have to go into Roman Reigns because he comes out and he comes out with Paul. And he asks Paul, Are you working for Brock or are you working for me? And then, you know, he's saying how he's going to smash everyone in his path. And he asks Paul what Brock said. So, Brock pull, or Paul pulls up his phone and he starts reading a text message from Brock Lesnar about how when he arrives at SmackDown, he's going to just beat Roman Reigns senseless. And then out comes Brock. And they start attacking each other. Adam Pearce uh, comes out and says that he's indefinitely suspending Brock
0: Lesnar. Yes, because Brock started beating up everyone in his yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, we pulled the whole like, oh, Brock's uncontrolled. We've done this with Brock a few times. Yeah. Where like he just kills everyone, and they're like, "Oh, he's suspended." It's a great well, way to write him off television.
1: Like the whole roster basically comes, like most of the locker room comes out. Yes, including Cesaro.
0: Yes, this is what I wanted to talk about because Twitter was ablaze with this. Moment yes, that all these guys come out, and Brock just starts laying them out, mm-hmm. right one by one. And Cesaro's out here, like in like in his suit, in the pile, in a suit. Mm-hmm. And Brock gets into the ring and starts like not killing everyone, and everybody on Twitter is just like, "He saw Cesaro and thought better of it."
1: They're, so funny. Even Cesaro posted a picture of on course. his Instagram yes. of, like, their standoff. Yeah. And, like, I don't—that i that was something I didn't know I wanted.
0: Yeah, so, guys— like put that together. Give us— Figure that out. And I don't even—Cesaro would obviously lose this match.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Cesaro, and I would love to see him win this match. I would also love to see him swing Brock Lesnar. Yes,
0: give us a 10-minute Brock Lesnar-Cesaro match it where would, Cesaro swings Brock for, like, two seconds. Yes. Even. And then Brock just lays them out clean. Whatever. It I, takes.
1: I don't care what. But I just it. I want to see it. And it was yes. something I did not know I wanted until I saw that moment. And I think it clicked for a lot of people that way. And just ugh, WWE writers figure it the fuck out. Yeah, Make it, it happen for us. It doesn't.
0: It's not hard. No. Cesaro is a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this. Like the like you could just have Cesaro be like, Hey Adam Pearce, I'll defend SmackDown. Yeah. Put me in the ring with Brock. Hmm. And then Brock murders Cesaro, but like Cesaro gets a little bit of offense in. It's easy. But yeah, Adam Pierce comes out and decides he's going to suspend Brock Lesnar. And this is so
1: funny because Adam Pierce is such a big bad man when he comes out suspending Brock until Brock comes back out. Yep. And he's like, huh? What? What? And then he grips up Adam Pierce and he's like, say it again. Like, just say it again. And he Tell did me say he it did.
0: again. And he, he did. did. He said, you're suspended He's, while, like, being Yeah, but he was,
1: like, death. whimpering. Like, he was like, I, was I don't so have funny. a choice. You're indefinitely suspended. So, of course, you know, Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar does best. And he F5s Adam Pearce. And Twice. then he picks him up and he does it again. And in the process of this, Adam Pearce's pants ripped all the way down, like, seam to seam, like, from, from groin to ankle, just yeah. completely ripped.
0: This man got his pants I don't know, like, they were like paper mache They just yes. ripped so easily. It was so weird, uh, but
1: who knows what's next for Brock. He's indefinitely suspended.
0: And then, the biggest moment that happened on SmackDown Yeah. that we're going to talk about.
1: For a hot minute.
0: Because, I mean, other things happened, like, Drew McIntyre had his SmackDown debut, he beat Sami Zayn, it was fun. Hit,
1: uh, hit um, debut. I'm sorry, you're forgetting something big that happened during uh, that. Yeah. Like, when Sami Zayn came out and his music starts and then all of a sudden, you know, like, a the scratched record thing happens, and then all of a sudden his music changes for whatever reason. Yeah. If you can tell,
0: I'm not happy. Nobody's going to be happy about it. He had a banger of a theme, and it's gone now. Hopefully they bring it back because people did not like that. Yo. But you also had Hit Row debut, and they looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. They. This is what happens, guys, when NXT talents get brought up exactly how they were in nxt
1: yeah they did not change anything about hit row they had them come up they had them do their entrances they had them do everything that they would have done on nxt they were in this squash match they won this match obviously
0: yeah versus local talent by the way yes. finally we have local talent yes for them to be squashed Top Dollar looked incredible.
1: Yeah. Swerve is the star he's gonna of He's going to be group. something. Yeah. Top Dollar, they're going to push him to the moon. Yeah, that dude Ashanti, has a What days. is his name? Ashanti? Ashanti Diodonis. Diodonis. Uh he, The whole time, I could not keep my eyes off of him because even though Top Dollar and Swerve were out here just putting in the business, this guy was just in the background. Brushing his eyebrows and his mustache with a toothbrush. Yeah,
0: it was weird. I
1: could not stop watching it. It was so weird. But whatever. They're here. They did great. We had Mansoor and Ali again. Mansoor wins again. It was the same match that we just saw at Crown Jewel. Who knows what's going to happen with that? And then we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Happy Corbin again for whatever reason. Who cares where this feud is going? I'm furious Pat McAfee doesn't have his own camera at this point or in the entrances. And I don't know. I think we're going to eventually see Shinsuke and Boogs versus Corbin and his guy because now he has a guy. And
0: nobody will care. No. We're, what everyone seems to care about yeah. now is this women's championship title exchange. So stupid. Which I predicted, I believe, last week that they were going to do this. Yeah, I if was not really the hoping, week before, I was really hoping they wouldn't. Um, we did this before a draft, like a couple years ago, where New Day and I believe the Street Profits, or was the got, Usos
1: and the Street Profits? It was definitely the Street Profits.
0: I think it was the New Day and the Street Profits. They exchanged Could I remember Xavier Woods. It, was you know what? About.
1: It was the New Day. You're right.
0: Like, one of them was the SmackDown Tag Champions, one of them was the Raw Tag Team Champions, and they got drafted to different shows, and they just handed each other the titles. Yes. So stupid. Hate it. It was stupid then, it was stupid now, and it's even more stupid because these are your women's championships. We all kind of, like, gave them a pass with the tag titles because it's like, oh, the tag titles don't matter, mm-hmm. who cares? But, like, the fact that, one, you decided to draft the champions to different shows
1: yes. was stupid. Becky because is... Because you
0: have show-specific titles.
1: Becky is the SmackDown Women's Champion. She was drafted to Raw. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is the Raw Women's Champion and she was drafted to SmackDown. Now, these places didn't like they don't take place. They don't switch their their roster until after Crown Jewel. So before Crown Jewel or at Crown Jewel, we had like 3 weeks they to should this out. have dropped these titles. This is how I think it should have gone. We should have had on Raw, right before Crown Jewel, we did not talk about this Raw. It was the go home show. A lot of stuff didn't really happen. But we did have Charlotte versus Bianca for the title. Bianca was drafted to Raw. She should have won that title. Yes. Charlotte should Indeed. have dropped that title to her. Now, at Crown Jewel, where we had Bianca versus Becky versus Sasha, Sasha is the only one out of those three women that was drafted to SmackDown. She should have won, at Crown Jewel, the SmackDown women's title. Instead, we had Charlotte retain as the Raw women's title going to SmackDown, and we had Becky retain as the SmackDowns women's champion going to Raw. So we do this dumb exchange.
0: This is what you call painting yourself into a corner Yo. and having no way to get out. This was
1: a mess all around, in the ring, backstage, Today, we're still hearing things about it. A mess that this could was, have been avoided.
0: This was a self-inflicted wound yes. on behalf of WWE Creative. It mm-hmm. was the worst option they could have taken. I don't know whose idea this was to go down. But again, like like you said, they had outs here. It, they could so have many. easily just had Bianca win the title on Raw. And then they could have had uh, Sasha Banks win the title at Crown Jewel. And then you don't have any of this no, garbage. No,
1: problem solved.
0: Because we don't we have know. this
1: dumb exchange. We don't have this bullshit that happened in the background. We don't... It's it's so, stupid. Yeah. So to explain
0: yes. to everybody that does not know, on SmackDown we have this title exchange where Sonya Deville comes out and Becky has her championship, Charlotte has her championship, and we're going to now exchange them mm-hmm. because we're on different shows now. So right. Charlotte's going to give her Raw championship to Becky, Becky's going to give her SmackDown championship to Charlotte, and then what happens is... Sonia asks Charlotte to give her title to Becky. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte kind of holds it out like, you know, you're not going to get it, and then just drops it on the ground. Mm-hmm. Sonia then yells at Charlotte to pick it back up, then hands it to Sonia. Sonia is going to hand the title to Becky. Becky throws her title at Charlotte, which also lands on the ground. Everybody looked like garbage coming out of this, but the worst part to me of the many wrong parts like, that this whole uh, segment
1: all was. All of it was the worst part.
0: Was the fact that there was more to this segment that everybody forgot about Uh because it doesn't, it is so meaningless in terms of what actually went down. It's a shame. Because Sasha Banks comes out. And they're going to set up Sasha and Charlotte again. Well, you know, and Becky leaves
1: before Sasha even comes out. Charlotte says, oh, you want to be Becky two belts so bad, which was something that was supposed to be said in this. Becky was supposed to have her hands on both of those titles before Charlotte threw hers on the ground and before Becky got mad and threw hers at Charlotte. She was Sonya was supposed to hand both titles to Becky and Becky was going to make a comment about being Becky two belts again. So Charlotte still runs her lines later. Oh, you want to be Becky two belts so bad? Why don't we all or nothing tonight? Sasha Banks music hits. She comes out. Sasha Banks was in this promo.
0: Yeah, Sasha Banks got completely overshadowed by the mess that this whole thing yes. was. And Sasha ends up getting, like, the upper hand over Charlotte. Yes. And ends up standing tall to end the mm-hmm. show. And she gets completely overshadowed by just this the mess, mess that ended up, like, we find out on Twitter with numerous reporters reporting And they're
1: still coming out to this day. Like they are still Charlotte
0: out. and Becky had this massive blow up backstage, and Charlotte was asked to leave uh, afterwards. And apparently, yeah, this this segment just didn't go well Mm-mm. because a lot of the blame is being put on Charlotte, which is this is not the first time that we've heard negative reaction to Charlotte. When we talked about that horrible Charlotte naya match. Mm-hmm. We've seen. We remember like the Charlotte and um, Kyrie Sane thing that happened, where Charlotte was hurting Kyrie Sane like legitimately, and that was a whole ordeal. But like we've had plenty of reports where Charlotte is just not. I don't want to say I don't want to say that she's being unprofessional because like we don't know the actual facts. But like sometimes she's just like not a team player. Yes, it, it's all very Hulk hogan Yes, where it's like, I'm bigger than all of you, yes. and I'm going to act like I'm bigger than all of you, because apparently she just didn't want to look bad in this segment, mm-hmm. and she thought well, that giving both titles to Becky would make her look bad. What made her look bad... Was this segment. ...was this segment, and this is not on her, this is not on Becky, this is not on Sasha, this is on the writers that put them in this predicament, and it just all was so stupid. It, could, it was also avoidable. Yes. And yet... We the could've... only thing we want to talk about out of SmackDown is: Is Charlotte unprofessional? Do people hate Charlotte backstage? Is Becky a hero for standing up to Charlotte because she apparently yelled at Charlotte backstage? It all That's just looked like an absolute mess, and we knew it. Watching it, we're like, "This, yeah, we're is like, weird. Not, something's wrong. We yeah, knew immediately like it, it something was just very wrong." Weird.
1: And, like, that's something where I feel like at this point where if if you're really into wrestling and you watch it religiously like we do and a lot of other people do, you know when something's not going right. Yes. Like, we know most of this stuff is scripted. We know it's fake. We know all of that. We get it. But we know when something's going wrong. And Mm. that went wrong. And it could have been avoided. It could this have been. This segment should have
0: never happened.
1: No. This segment should have been Sasha Banks coming out being like, I'm the best of the best. Look, I won this title at Crown Jewel and Charlotte Flair coming out and challenging her. Like, that's how we got the that's... title back on Charlotte. That's how Charlotte gets to beat her dad in the title reigns. That's how we could have done so many things out of this. And instead, we had this mess of a segment that made WWE
0: look awful. That's the biggest point that I want to drive home here. Is that. We are very obviously doing Sasha versus Charlotte. Yes. Why not just put the title on Sasha? It doesn't make any sense. And then we're obviously going to do Becky and Bianca again. Yes. Why not put the title on Bianca? Yeah. This whole thing was so avoidable. So and avoidable. And you created such a mess. And then now you're going to have a pissed off Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. You have Andrade tweeting <laughs> from backstage at AEW. Jesus. You have just this absolute mess. And who knows what the absolute truth is. We don't know. We weren't there. But either way, we know this segment was a mess. Yes. It
1: was an absolute mess. But you know what's not a mess? We're going to get off of WWE for a minute because AEW is just...
0: They're just firing. They're, they're firing, firing on it, the It's so we've got good. multiple tournaments going on that kicked off this week. It is
1: so good. Now, meanwhile, Dynamite was once again on Saturday. So confusing.
0: We're back to normal. We're
1: back to normal next week, so I am thankful about that. With Crown Jewel being, you know, that random Thursday at noon. We kinda that kind of made up for missing the Wednesday, but we're back to normal next week. So first we're gonna go over AEW Rampage, where we had round one. Of the Eliminator Tournament, which was Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And Orange Cassidy gets this win. He is going to advance. Next week, we have Jon Moxley versus the Dark Orders 10. That's going to be next week on Dynamite. And then whoever wins that is going to verse Orange Cassidy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love Orange Cassidy as much as the next guy. Yeah. Him getting this, like, um just this sneak pinfall yeah. over Hobbs. I thought it was a really cool move. Um, But it's just, like, I feel like Orange Cassidy shouldn't be in this tournament when guys like Pac aren't in this tournament and Andrade isn't in this tournament, which, I mean, we can talk about now the fact that Pac and Andrade was an absolute banger again. These guys have maybe the best chemistry that we've seen in a long... This is like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens' chemistry between these two. We haven't seen it nearly as much, but these guys put on an absolute show again And, like, put their bodies on the line. Because Andrade had this unreal, like, slingshot DDT to the side of the ring. It was so... It looked like it hurt Andrade more than it hurt Pac.
1: Yeah. This match was wild. Wild. Like,
0: all around
1: wild. And then Pac gets this win.
0: Sneak roll-up win.
1: Phenomenal. I love this man. I am very happy with this win. I, I know that you're a huge Andrade fan. We've always also been a huge Pac fan. Back when he was Neville, he was one Mm -hmm. of my favorites, and he still is. And I'm happy that we didn't have any, like, travel restrictions this time when we were actually able to see this match. But he gets us when the lights go out. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Like, it was, like, one, two, three lights Lights out. out. And then lights come back on. Malachi Black is in the ring. He just missed pack right in the face. And then while all this is happening, Arn Anderson comes down. Arn does, like, finger guns at Andrade. He's got Glock, Glock Anderson, yes, baby. Yes, yes. And then he does that towards Andrade, and then Cody Rhodes just comes out of nowhere, and he's in the ring, and he's attacking them. And... This was like, the whole time we're going like, what the, what is that? <laughs> well, we what watched this backwards. Yeah, so we ended up watching Dynamite before we watched Rampage, which actually...
0: No, got, we watched Rampage yes. before we watched Dynamite. So we saw the end of Cody and Malachi Black before we saw this segment, which was hilarious. But this segment was, I mean, I loved Andrade and and uh, Pac, and then you had Aleister Black come out and the mist to, like, when Aleister... <laughs> When Malachi Black yes. <laughs> came out, we were both like, like for who? Yeah. Because, I mean, if we're kicking off a new feud, I would love to see Andrade and Malachi Black go head-to-head. But then he misses Pack, and then it just all hell breaks loose. We end up with the cheers for Cody at the end, which I wanted to like, highlight because...
1: Yes, we had cheers crowd, at the
0: end of this. The crowd was hyped to see Cody. Yes. At the end of... Rampage.
1: You know what? Let's jump right into Dynamite. Because in Dynamite, we have Malachi Black versus Cody.
0: The third of the trilogy.
1: Yes. So, when Malachi Black comes out and defends Andrade against Pac, we're like, okay, that we're lining up like them to be cool here in the feuds against Pac. And then Cody comes out kind of to save Pac. So now, the next night, we have Malachi Black versus Cody. And Andrade comes out as a distraction. He does the nice little the finger, finger guns gun. at yeah. Arn. Then Arn gets attacked by Andrade's guy, and then Arn gives that guy, which I don't remember his name. It's irrelevant. Uh, he gives him a double A spinebuster, which was
0: beautiful to see. Just a crazy nice classic. It's crazy to Arne see Anderson that Arn Anderson, Anderson
1: can still spinebuster people. Good for him. Yeah, his knees were probably yes, like him after for real. Like honestly, though, great for him. And then Pac comes out and. It's a whole thing again, and then Malachi ends up misting Arn in the face. Cody gets this win, and then the crowd boos. Here's
0: the thing: Cody came out to a raucous amount of booze. Okay? <laughs> yeah, he did. Cody Rhodes. I just I love the fact that he he's the only one that doesn't enter in through one of the side tunnels. He comes through the absolute middle entrance. Yes. And he has this just all the pyro, all the pomp and Did circumstance. You say the absolute
1: middle entrance as if it's like an entrance. He comes up through the middle
0: of yes. the floor. He's the only one that gets this. And like the the crowd has been, we've talked about it here, but the crowd has been turning on Cody for a while just because like he is that guy yes. who thinks he's the baby face when he's not, mm-hmm. which is my favorite kind of heel. But like Cody is not the heel on Friday. And then he becomes the heel on Saturday just because fans didn't want to see him win. Because yeah. Malachi Black, to this point, is undefeated. Yeah. And Cody wins. Cody pins Malachi Black clean in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. And the crowd boos. Yeah. The crowd didn't want it. No. And, like, if this is, like, the official heel turn for Cody, I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, like, I I love this whole setup. I don't know what's next for Cody and Malachi and Andrade and Pac. There's so many moving pieces yes. to all of this. Yes. I would love to see just kind of like a like a dance partner swap mm-hmm. of like, all right, let's do Cody and Andrade and Malachi Black and Pac or we can or do or th- vice versa or vice versa. Yeah, there's so much to do with these four guys. I'm curious as what actually does happen. But we also had um, on we have to go back, obviously, because we did skip over Anna Jay and Britt Baker. Britt Baker gets the win. There's not much to talk about here. Anna Jay is a fine face competitor. And, like, she gets this, a nice, like, to have a match against the champion is obviously a big moment. But this was all really just to set up Ty Conti versus Britt Baker. Yes. Which is your next moment, because Britt Britt Baker continues to beat up Anna Jay after the match is already over. Ty Conti comes out to make the save for her best friend and Ty Jay partner. But, yeah, this Ty Conti and Britt Baker feud got very entertaining. Is that going to be at full gear? Yes. So we're going to have Britt Baker and Ty Conti at Full Gear. And Britt Baker did a promo on Ty Conti that I thought was hilarious because she basically insinuated the only thing that makes Ty Conti popular is her ass. It's so weird. Which was very funny to me because, like, if you, like, it's true. It's, like, it's kind of true, like, to a point that, like, that is what, that's basically all Ty Conti's Instagram is.
1: Yes, but you know what? I love how Britt
0: Baker is handling this
1: because Ty Conti's, like, I have ass in the ring, and you don't have any ass at yes, all. because Ty Conti
0: turned it around on yes. Twitter and was like, even my action figure has more ass than you. Yes. She's calling Brett Baker the no-ass bitch. Yes. I, fu- I love this feud, and it's just literally a feud it's like, of
1: butts. it's hilarious. Yeah. It's just... It's all ass. And Britt Baker even keeps like, she's feeding into it too. But now she's sitting here like, all right, yeah, I'm going to beat that ass. And I loved that. I thought it was just hilarious. Amazing. All around great. uh, That was all Rampage because we did jump right over that. And then we have the Eliminator Tournament round one happening on Dynamite as well. So on Dynamite, we have Brian Danielson versus Dusty Rhodes. And guys, I said Brian.
0: Dustin Rhodes.
1: Oh man, I said Brian Danielson and I was so excited about yeah. that and then I fucked up Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Dusty is not wrestling.
1: No. Um, but
0: So we did have Brian Danielson and Dustin Rhodes uh, in this Eliminator tournament. The mm-hmm. winner of this tournament will face the AEW Heavyweight Champion at some point. Yes. I don't think it's at Full Gear because we're doing Omega and Hangman at Full Gear. Uh, but yeah, Brian Danielson and Dustin Rhodes kick off the show and it was a fantastic match, especially considering Dustin Rhodes is like 50 years old
1: yeah and brian danielson gets this win later in the night we have lance archer versus eddie kingston and eddie kingston got this win but oh god lance archer took a really bad header he spiked himself this man is too big to be landing on his head the way he did
0: so like we said earlier we know this is fake and we know it's storylines yes. and it's all this. Listen, and, all we of that know, is fake, but injuries are real, guys. Like, we know when things go wrong. Yes. It's pretty obvious to people that, especially people that watch all the time, Lance Archer is known for what for many things. One, that he's very big. He's a powerhouse. But he can also, he's very agile. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to go up top.
1: No, he shouldn't anymore. I'm afraid for him to go
0: up top now. So he goes to the top rope, does a moonsault, lands clean on his head. On his head. And like I'm not That's talking not about how like he was supposed to do that. I'm not talking about like oh he just nicked it. No, no he landed on his head.
1: I'm I'm honestly surprised that he did not break his neck. Yeah, like to the point genuinely that, like, he's surprised. He's kind of just
0: laying there for a little bit, and then he rolls out and tries to like gather himself. Medical officials help trying to like figure out where he's at and then he comes back in and we just get a roll up victory from Eddie Kingston which you know means
1: yeah Lance something Archer can't yeah, keep something going. was wrong Lance Archer couldn't keep going it was a, a an easy it was bad. it was
0: it bad it was like for a guy that big to yeah. land on his head
1: yeah, we had and to, like, like, take him in. I don't handle that well.
0: Yeah, so he did tweet later on that, like, he is okay. Yeah, I don't believe him. I feel like he <laughs> should be,
1: like, in the hospital. Yeah. Like, he should not be home take right now. Take a couple of
0: weeks off or something. Yes, that take was...
1: some time off, lay down, don't get up for a while. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm genuinely concerned about that man's health so where does that
0: leave us with the tournament in terms of like where eddie kingston is now
1: so brian danielson and eddie kingston will go against each other next week on rampage in the semifinals so right now we have them as the semifinals and then we have orange cassidy in the semifinals and we will have the winner of john moxley versus what's his name, 10?
0: Preston Vance.
1: Okay, so we have them going against each other, and the winner of that will go against Orange Cassidy in the semifinals. The finals are going to be at full gear, the next pay-per-view coming up, and I really, really hope it's Brian Danielson versus John Moxley.
0: I mean, I would be stunned if it wasn't. I feel like in terms of the people that are left, Yes, the people really in this match, it emotion. has to be.
1: I mean, Orange Cassidy... I've been saying this, I do want to see Orange Cassidy versus Daniel Bryan. For some reason, I just think Daniel Bryan's going to be Eddie Kingston. I do not think Eddie Kingston's going to be the person that moves forward. But I would like to see Orange Cassidy versus Bryan Danielson at some point. But I love Jon Moxley. Yeah, he's not it, beating Moxley. There's no way.
0: We should talk about promo of the week. Okay, Always. Which, again, was on AEW last week. We talked about the Cowboy Ship promo. was fantastic from Adam Page this week. John Moxley is backstage.
1: You're acting as if John Moxley doesn't always have good promos and I'm honestly yeah, offended.
0: <laughs> he, he always does, but this one in like in particular was very Yeah. serious. Uh, yes, and the crowd you can always tell about how engaged the crowd is by just mm-hmm. the, the the amount of sound they're making. So this we go to John Moxley backstage and he's talking and like there's some, you know, there's some cheers and some whatever. Going on. And then he brings up his daughter, and you could have heard a pin drop yeah. in that arena. And he talks about how he does not care about this tournament. He does not care about mm-hmm. the AEW championship. He does not care about any of the guys that are in this tournament. All he cares about is his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he cares about coming home with all the teeth in his head to his daughter every night. And the only way for him to do that is other people have to get hurt. Yeah. And he, like, it was just a fantastic promo he always puts on a good is not surprising for john moxley but this one was just like it wasn't a crazy john moxley i'm gonna kill everybody it wasn't a normal john moxley promo yeah and i'm going to do everything i can to make it home in one piece which is hilarious because he just wrestled nick gage Mm -hmm. which is contradictory
1: meanwhile he's talking about how his daughter holds his broken pinky
0: i know that pinky (laughs) was gross bro Yo, he ha- he holds up his pinky and it like just moves laterally. He's like, yeah, this it pinky is broken. <laughs> he just moved it around. He's like, but she holds it. This fantastic promo. I feel like we're going to get Moxley and Danielson and I think it's going to be it. a banger. It, listen, I think that cuz we can also talk about the fact that we do have Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Yes. The winner of this tournament is going to face the winner of that match. Yes. And I think it is time for hangman to be the champion mm-hmm. and kenny omega had a promo backstage about how how cowboy doesn't do cowboy shit he does coward shit which i thought was a funny yeah. play it was a it was fun right. promo but if if we're keeping the title on kenny one i think we've just completely blown the whole hangman redemption story mm-hmm. but then i think we go with danielson as your winner i would love to see because i mean hangman is your baby face no matter what yes We're either getting Heel Danielson. Cool. Or we're getting Heel Moxley. Even better. Either one works for me. Listen. But I think we're going to get Heel Danielson. I
1: I don't care which Heel we get, I think they're gonna be amazing regardless. I think that having John Moxley and Brian Danielson in the finals is going to just be it. it they're, it's, it's going to be so good. I don't have the words for it. They were so restricted in their creativeness in WWE mm-hmm. that Daniel Bryan versus Dean Ambrose is not would not have been as beautiful as John Moxley versus Brian Danielson can be.
0: Well, they're both in just different places. You it, also have to think. Like, yes. Well, one Brian Danielson. I don't think was. I don't know. He has no bad things to say about WWE. <laughs> John no. Moxley is the exact opposite. Yes. But I feel like Brian Danielson wasn't as limited creatively as John Moxley was. Yes. But at the same time, Brian Danielson has not had a single bad match since he's come to AEW. I'm
1: sorry, has Brian Danielson ever had a bad match?
0: No. Exactly. But like <laughs> I feel like this match has potential like they're going to give these guys 20 minutes it's, at least. It's going to be so good. And it's going to be a great match. We're already getting ahead of ourselves cuz we matter. assume this is going to be a final because I just always think, I think it is.
1: I always think John Moxley is going to have a good match. I am getting ahead of myself, though I do think Orange Cassidy and Brian Danielson would be fun to see in the ring. I think that they would I've said this before with Orange yes. Cassidy's kicks. I need to see his kicks against Daniel Bryan's kicks. I think they would have a fun match. I think John Moxley and Brian Danielson can put on the match of the year.
0: I just don't. I I'm very curious as to how Moxley and Orange Cassidy are going to work together. Uh, it it's would be weird. It would have to be a fun match. I feel like there's still a Matt Hardy element to the Orange Cassidy thing, mm-hmm. where you have an easy out yes. for Cassidy, where Matt Hardy interferes, and that's how John Moxley get his win. Uh, and then that way, you don't just squash Cassidy like yeah. it really should be, because Moxley is just, I mean, he's just better. He's so good. Um, and just more serious as like a championship contender than Orange Cassidy. Batman
1: man is my favorite wrestler.
0: But we just also amazing. have another tournament. Yes, we do. Where we will crown the first ever TBS champion. TBS women's champion. Is Are they calling it the TBS women's championship or are they just calling it the TBS championship?
1: TBS women's championship tournament is what they're calling the tournament. So I'm assuming it's the women's championship as well. But the title itself, like the belt, only says TBS Champion.
0: That belt sucks.
1: Yeah, well, I think all of AEW's belts aren't great, but they'll, they'll work on that. They,
0: it just, wrestling like the, does that. It's just weird. That, like, the TNT title looks great. In my opinion, the TBS title just looks shit because it's the TBS logo and the TBS logo is not good.
1: Yeah, it like, looks the like the belt kid-ish. itself
0: is fine. But then you put that logo on it and it, yeah. just, it looks stupid.
1: it makes it look like a kid's belt. It just looks silly. Yeah, but either way, we have Penelope Ford versus Ruby Soho in this first run in the first round. And of course, the bunny comes out to distract Ruby, but it doesn't matter. Ruby Soho gets this win. And I'm going to say it before you can even jump in here. The ref did not interfere with this match. No, he did not. He did not interfere with this match. If anything, he stopped the match from being disqualified because he, when the... When the bunny threw the brass knuckles into Penelope Ford, the ref was standing right there, and he stomped on the knuckles before Penelope Ford could get to them. And then he kicked them out of the ring. He did not kick the bunny. He did not kick Penelope Ford. He kicked the brass knuckles out of the ring, and Ruby Soho got this win. And you, sir, can shut your mouth.
0: I'm happy for Ruby Soho. <laughs> she moves on. She um, does. I don't think she's going to win this tournament, but we'll get that. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the referee for this match was Rick Knox. Rick Knox also referees <laughs> all of the Young Bucks Tag Team Championship matches, which, as we've talked about, just don't ever have rules. There.
1: Yeah, he's not good. He's not a good ref. <laughs> because
0: every time the Young Bucks have a tag match, they're both in the ring the entire time. The whole time. And there are no rules with Rick Knox in the ring. But apparently, in this match to Rick Knox, there are rules because Allie Bunny throws the Brass Knuckles into the ring, and Rick Knox decides to get involved. He doesn't, like, get involved. He just
1: stomps out he the... He
0: clearly kicks Penelope Ford in the hand, no. costing her the match, he and the Ruby knuckles Soho, out congratulations the on your victory, but it's a little bit hollow because clearly the referee was on your side. Mm-hmm. But we
1: can move on. Right. It's Either fine. way, the Bunny and Penelope Ford decide that they are going to continue to attack Ruby or try to attack Ruby, and then Red Velvet comes out to help. Now... The whole reason Red Velvet comes out is because she has a match lined up against the Bunny in this tournament as well. So her match, I think, is next week on either Dynamite or Rampage. I don't really know
0: which one. And as massive fans of the Bunny Mm. uh, on this podcast, we are both huge fans. I am not. This entire podcast is big fans of the Bunny. Not me. We are rooting for her time and time again. I'm not. I don't even know who Red Velvet is, and I'm rooting for her. That's fine. You know? I'm going to root for the bunny. Uh, I don't think she's going to win either, (laughs) but we also (laughs) have, yeah, Ruby will be set up to face Chris Statlander, who had a bye, because this is a 12-woman tournament Yes, where the top four contenders, not including Ty Conti, were all given a bye in the first round. Those four women were Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Chris Statlander, who is next in line to face Ruby Soho in your quarterfinals. We also have Anna Jay versus Jamie Hader. The winner of that will face off with Thunder Rosa, who was given a bye. The Bunny versus Red Velvet will face Jade Cargill. Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida are a first round match. Yeah, that's crazy. And the winner of that will face Nyla Rose. Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb had a match a couple weeks ago where Hikaru Shida was set up to get her 50th win. Serena Deeb wins that match. Hikaru Shida still looking. For that 50th win, mm-hmm. I am on record. I think Serena Deeb is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And I see her getting to the finals of this tournament. And I honestly, I'm not going to get into uh, who you I think, think she's going to get to the finals of this. I do, because I think Serena Deeb is that means she'd genuinely have to beat one Ruby. of the best wrestlers in the world, male or female.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because Serena Deeb and Ruby are in the same bracket. Yes. So like say as Ruby, are Nyla
0: Rose and Chris Statlander.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm So say Serena wins in the in the first round, she's going against Nyla Rose, and Ruby's going to be going against Chris Statlander. So say Serena wins and Ruby wins, they're going to be going against each other. This part of the bracket
0: is Get stacked. Stacked. The bottom like yes. the, the bottom half of this bracket is Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida, Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander, Nyla Rose, and then Penelope Ford, who's already been eliminated. But yeah, that just like those people. Yeah, just I don't even know women, who I want to win this. It's just a Probably Ruby, card. but I don't
1: know if they would put it on her this early. I
0: think... I mean, I think the... Yeah, we have to look at this in terms of, like, who's next for Britt Baker. And we know Ty Conti is, but who's after Ty Conti? Yeah,
1: give us I a think,
0: Jade. I think eventually Thunder Rosa will be the one to take the title off of Britt Baker. I'm picking Jade Cargill.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's. I'm looking at this going, like, I would love to have Ruby in the spotlight like that. I, w- I would love to see maybe Jade versus Ruby in the final and then have Jade take it, which honestly, like, two days ago, I was saying I wanted Ruby to win this whole thing. So there's that. I,
0: I am enamored with Jade Cargill. I know. There's just something about her. She's just so good. Like the, the thing is like she's not even a great wrestler she's no, but still like, very green but like everything just her, about her like her she has just this insane body she has an awesome theme she yes. has this aura around her she has a manager she has not lost
1: she has she, everything you want in a in a champion basically
0: yes like she and she in limited work on the mic she's been fine- mm-hmm. I just think that like just the look of her mm-hmm. put that belt on her it's gonna just look amazing. I think this whole tournament is the perfect setup to give Thunder, or I'm sorry, to give Jade Cargill the championship without that championship being the AEW Women's Championship. Because I yeah. don't think Jade Cargill and Britt Baker would work well together. But I think that if we keep Jade on a different side of this, and the and the never the two shall meet, mm-hmm. I think is just is perfect. And I think that the finals should be Jade Cargill and Ruby Soho. I think Ruby should come up short again.
1: That's sad for Ruby, but I don't hate it. So I, I, I'd i be fine with either way that outcome comes. I actually like all of the women in this tournament. They did really well with how they set this tournament up. It is crazy that some of these people are against each other in the first round.
0: Yes, I think the Harkar-Oshida and the Serena Deeb part of this, Yes, them being against each other in the first round, I think there's more to that. Yes, Because I think whoever loses, the other will cost the second round. Mm-hmm. Like, if Serena Deeb wins, I think Hikaru Shida costs Serena Deeb the second round. I think either one loses to Nyla Rose in some way shape or form in the second round.
1: Yes. Now there are still a few other things that happened on this Dynamite that we need to talk about. Jungle Boy versus Brandon Cutler was all right. Jungle Boy wins very quickly. Nobody cares about Cutler basically according to Adam Cole because Jungle Boy gets on the mic saying I still feel pretty good. Another member of the elite should come out. The crowd starts Adam Cole chants and then he puts Cutler in another snare trap, and while he's doing this, Adam Cutler, I'm sorry, Brandon Cutler is on the mic while in the snare trap because Jungle Boy is still holding the mic, just yelling, "Help me!" And Adam Cole comes out, and he even says something along along the lines of, "Like you think you're so cool, you beat Brandon." Like you didn't yes, like. Who cares? Like who cares? You know you're beating up Brandon, but he says I'll go against Jungle Boy, and then he hits Jungle Boy. But then the young boy, the young bucks come out. I'm sorry, Jungle Boy hits him, and then the young bucks come out and blindside Jungle Boy. They throw him off of the ramp. Just multiple people getting thrown off of the ramp this week in wrestling, both WWE and AEW. That was a good little promo there, but then just. We have to talk about the best promo other than John Moxley yeah, that came gonna, out of AEW. We're going to end this show
0: with MJF.
1: Just phenomenal, man. This guy is, he's on a completely different level than any wrestler I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, he is just the best heel in wrestling. Ever. And he's just been murdering it on the microphone. He clearly is not restricted in any way in no. terms of what he's allowed to say.
1: So sting comes out to talk about how darby is not here and before he can even get a word in edgewise mjf is on that mic saying darby allen isn't coming back he's not coming back for a while and he just goes in on sting and he says some shit that we're just like are you even allowed to are we Which is like to it's a that? recurring
0: theme yes with mjf like he talks about how like Basically, Sting's like snow entrance is all just leftover coke from the 80s. Crazy. He talks about how disgusting Florida is. He talks about how he talks about Lex Luger. Yes. He'll, like, read up on that if you don't know anything about Lex Luger. It's but it insane. ends up just being Wardlow and Sean Spears beat the shit out of Sting. Mm-hmm. And MJF just tells Darby that, like, this is basically your future. And then backstage, the funniest moment of the entire week <laughs> Wardlow is upset. That MJF pushed him last week into yes. Sting. Yes. And MJF's like, you know, he's... MJF is basically the wrestler version of Paul Heyman, where he's just a weasel. Yeah. And he weasels his way out of this by saying, like, listen, Lord, like, well, I love you. I would never put you in harm's way. You're light.
1: doing great. I'm going
0: to assign you an accountability. Yeah, whatever the hell that means. And that accountability is going to be Sean Spears.
1: Who is behind them while they're talking, just cleaning
0: his chair. I'm... I've like a record on this podcast as being a big Sean Spears fan. I think he's, he's fantastic. So he's so good. And Wardlow, or I'm sorry, MJF leaves because he's got meetings to attend. He's a very busy man. And Sean Spears just looks at Wardlow and says,
1: "Hey." Hilarious! It just was hilarious. The
0: funniest moment of the week. Just it was just so random and just so absurd, considering that what he had just done to Sting. Uh huh. And like they just completely disregard it, and it becomes a comedy segment. This. This week of wrestling was great, AEW and WWE. We had plenty of backstage drama, we had plenty of crazy finishes, we had endings to feuds, we had feuds set up, we have finish of tournaments, we have the beginning of tournaments, so much going on, and then we still have Halloween Havoc coming up, we have Full Gear coming up, and then the next WWE pay-per-view is survivor series
1: oh it's gonna be so good i cannot wait to see what king woods does for us i can't wait to see where the next week in general is going to take us so make sure that you are following us at he SheBook book everywhere and don't forget to follow and subscribe listen every monday wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening guys